And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. And I'd just like to start off the show today by saying that the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash Black Lives Matter. So today's episode is going to be a little bit of a short one, but a good one. So we're going to discuss some of the parameters surrounding the return to play, and as well as we're going to have a little sneak peek at the roundtable at which I participate in with some of the other NHL Locked On hosts. Uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit. So first of all, the league announced some uh, conditions in which the players need to abide by in order for this whole back-to-play thing you know, happens in a in a positive way to where we don't have another spike and, you know, we have tons of players getting sick and whatnot. So here's just some of the, the conditions in which the players need to follow. Supplements must be made available in single dispense packs. Common containers and scoops shared by individuals are prohibited. Players must use water bottles that are marked with their name or numbers. And last but not least, avoid handshakes, high fives, and fist bumps, even with individuals or teammates that you know very well. So that means basically that they're trying to limit the amount of contact all these guys are going to have together. Uh, I'm curious as to how they're going to do the whole situation with them sitting on the bench between shifts. Um, And it's going to be interesting how they're going to do things with the conclusion of each round, you know, as we all know, at the end of each round during the Stanley Cup finals or the Stanley Cup playoffs, actually, they shake hands. So maybe they'll make an exception for that. I don't really know. Um, We're just going to have to wait and see. Or maybe we're going to start a new tradition where we're just going to air five from opposite sides of the ice. Uh, So it's going to be very interesting how they do that. I would be shocked if the NHL would um, throw tradition to the side, regardless of what the situation is surrounding the league right now, but we'll just have to sit and wait and watch. So yeah, those are just some of the things that the league outlined. I'm sure there's going to be more things that they will release in terms of what the players need to do going forward uh, as the weeks go on. And of course, that's with the announcement of formal training camps uh, beginning within a month. And you know, right now the players are in the the informal workouts. Uh, so you know, it's just I think it's six at a time. So it's just basically pick up hockey and players shaking off the rust and doing whatever they need to do to get back in shape before the real fun starts so yeah we're just gonna have to sit and wait and watch and see what happens like we've been doing for the last couple of weeks last couple of months as a matter of fact so yeah it's a very strange time in the hockey world not only in the hockey world but in the sports world but that's the way it's gonna have to be for a little bit until you know things start to until things get back to normal even if you were just looking at social media as soon as Vander Kane went on television and said what he said, like hockey social media went crazy, but like in a good way, not like trade deadline crazy. So, 
you know, it was just one of those things where it was kind of a refreshing look, you know, it's not the same old story from the NHL, but it's, it's still one of those things where it's embarrassing for people like us who follow the sport and who love the sport so much that it took something like this and it took a Vander Kane to go on national television and call out other athletes, including Sidney Crosby. Now, I, I, I don't know what's next. I, I hope this isn't going to become a trend where something does happen and then we're just going to have the same old story where Vander Kane or whomever goes on social media or national television and starts calling out, you know, Connor McDavid and whatnot. Um, what do you think are the next steps for obviously this sparks something like you said, Chris? Uh, what are the next steps do you think that, you know, the NHL needs to take? You know, I think the clear next step is to to start abolishing racism within the NHL. And, um, you know, they're, like diving deeper into the lower leagues, like Chris said, Akeem Alou's story isn't the first time this has happened. There's been, like, ever since I became a hockey fan, I can write down every month or two months is a, uh, a player in juniors in Canada or in like in my backyard down closer to DC kids that are getting, being called racial slurs when they're on the ice. And what, what happens is a reporter writes about it. The next time PK Subban or um, JT Brown is in town, they might swap, talk to the kid and then that's it. And it's like, these, these are, issues for the next generation like this isn't helping more black players develop because like you said the, what they have to go through who is going to want to stay in a sport like that so I think that the NHL needs to take serious initiative to fix this and to work with uh, USA hockey and to work with Canada's uh, pipeline and to really you know teach anti-racism and and to change like people's thought processes. I don't know. Cause that's the biggest thing that has surprised me is that like everyone saying that they're surprised this happened because George Floyd is not the first black man to be killed uh, like on video by the police. Not the first one this year, not the first one in the past 10 years. So it's like, this has been happening all the time. And for it to like, for now, for them to realize that like, oh wow, racism is alive and it's happening. Like it's happening to your own teammates. Like there are players like Wayne Simmons. How many times has he uh, came out about it? I mean, PK doesn't really, he glosses over it. But I mean, JT Brown, three years ago, raised his hand in solidarity and was like dropped from the team and then traded away. So like, you know, there are consequences. Like Evander Kane, I, that guy, there's a lot that you can say about him, but like the courage that took to call out people, mm -hmm. like I, I don't even, I'm still speechless with, about it. And so like the NHL cannot gloss over this. They need to fix what's broken in its in their own culture, in their own league. There's a lot wrong. Uh, and I think Kane has been wanting to say that for a while and just did not have the opportunity to do it because if he had done it at any point in the past, it would have been swept under the rug. He would have been seen as a villain um, and he had an opportunity and he took it and it, that was the, the best time for him to do it. Yeah, the change needs to come off of the ice it's not anything that's on ice if you if you can ha like we're, we're at you know we're, we're all kind of banding together and saying we need reform in how cops are trained and that is across the board when it comes to cops athletes humans and you need to really have sit down long discussions on what is not okay 
And then you would hope that would just translate after time that would just translate into on the ice and respecting people that are on the ice. They're playing in the same league. You live in the same country or Canada and we're just, we're, we're playing a game. And, you know, in, in the end, it, it's, what do you do? Do you, I mean, you're, you're not going to give a two minute minor for a language. Do you suspend a guy? You know, there's microphones all the time on, on ice. We, we just saw that in the AHL this past season where Brandon Manning used a racial slur against Bokui Mama on the Ontario Reign, um, which resulted in a fight. And then Manning was suspended for five games. And basically every time he steps foot against the Ontario Reign now, I, I have long been a person who is like, I could live without fighting in hockey. I don't, I could, we could get rid of it tomorrow and it'd be great. Um, but Manning knows what he did. And every time he has played against the Ontario Reign, he has had to drop the gloves over what he did. I think his contract's up. He's not a good player anyway, but you know, it, it's sort of the same thing that we see with um, Brendan Leipzig and his super gross misogynistic comments and the Capitals immediately dropped him. Great. He's a marginal player. What happens whenever it's someone big? What happens whenever it's, you know, a huge player, you know, we're seeing it with guys who are probably playing their way out of the league anyway. Um, so I think the big test will be, what happens when it's someone that the league actually cares about and how do they respond? So earlier this week, I teased it on a cup, uh, one of the shows that I was getting together with some of the other hosts of the NHL locked on podcast network. And we would be discussing, you know, some of the things that would are going on in the country right now. Now, unless you've been living under a rock for the last couple of weeks or so, you know that everything's been going on with the protest and the, the racial injustice that everyone's been trying to combat uh, with these protests and tries to raise more awareness through. And some of the host and I thought it'd be a good idea to get together and discuss some of how that affects not only society, but as well as the hockey world. Because about, I want to say maybe four months ago, there was an incident that came to light and the hockey world was made aware of that incident from the victim, uh, Kima Lu, who was a prospect. Uh, he's been, he's bounced around from a couple of teams. Uh, he has dealt with a, n- a number of racist incidents throughout his career in the National Hockey League, m- mainly in the AHL and the lower minor league systems. Uh, and unfortunately, him not being able, him speaking out about those incidents, uh, some, for some reason, unfortunately, gave him the reputation as someone who is difficult to deal with. And unfortunately, now that kind of got him um, ostracized from the league. And But after that incident, after he came out and spoke about it, um, he he got a contract in the Czech League. So hopefully maybe it was only a 14-day contract, so maybe we'll see if it gets extended once play resumes. But, I mean, it you could tell that, you know, just looking at this guy's stats – that you know, it wasn't like he was a bad player. He scored twenty goals, maybe averaged sixty points a year. Uh, definitely would be a good third line forward for any team. Maybe a second line forward, depending on what team we're talking about. But yeah, it, so it definitely you know, if you look at his stats and you see where his career has gone up to this point, obviously the the way he's played has not been an issue. It's more so have been you know him going at it with certain organizations and certain members of those organizations and most notably Bill Peters who was the coach of the Calgary Flames who was involved in an incident where he directed a couple of racial slurs at Alou 
um, and Alou came out and spoke about that. And Bill Peters, I have to give him some credit, even though you know what he did was absolutely wrong. He did come out and admit his fault as soon as it dropped, the news dropped of that. And as we all expected at that time, he was promptly fired. So, yeah, we, we talk about a little bit about that. We talk about the formation of the Hockey Diversity Alliance um, and as well as how inactive, in my opinion, and, I'm, and there, there's a couple of the other hosts that agreed with me about how the, the NHL has been very lackadaisical in this department. Um, they, unfortunately, unlike the NBA or the NFL or even at sometimes like the MLB, they have not been you know, they haven't taken the initiative and tried to be proactive. So I think that's what they need to do. And and I think that's maybe why we don't see a lot of diversity in the game of hockey. Uh, And so, you know, I think that's, I think once the NHL kind of figures that whole plan out, which is not really, you know, it's not rocket science. You know, I think they could figure it out. They could put a plan together, whether it's working with the Hockey Diversity Alliance or doing something else on their own. They could definitely figure out what they're doing wrong, fix that, and then, you know, potentially this could grow the game of hockey even more and, you know, more more uh, young fans of color will see that as, okay, the National Hockey League is not going to put up with this stuff. Um, and basically, you know, to bring back that cheesy line from a couple of years ago, uh, make hockey great again. So definitely we all get into all that stuff, um, you know, at certain times, certain topics. It was definitely a... Uh, a difficult conversation to have sometimes even uncomfortable but like i always say that sometimes you know having the uncomfortable conversation is the best thing for you because you never know what you're going to learn and you may look at things from a new perspective afterwards so here's my conversation so i'd like to thank those uh four hosts uh for coming together as well with me to discuss some of those things uh if you want to hear the full full conversation go to the locked on nhl show that will that'll be airing tomorrow uh, you could hear the whole thing from there. And yeah, it was a great conversation. We've already all agreed that, you know, once things kind of get back to normal, if the league or if the league decides to maybe do something from now until maybe the off season, we'll, we'll get together and we'll discuss that, have some sort of a, a follow-up conversation about it. So yeah, we'll just have to sit and wait. Um, hopefully in a couple of weeks, we'll get some good news. Hopefully nothing happens in terms of the coronavirus spiking up and then them having to push back play. But yeah, that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you next time.